This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 818, you're listening to WGNS. Again, on this Monday morning, our guest in studio today is Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor from McCabe Vision Center. And if you have any questions for him, you can call him in or text him in 615-893-1450. Well, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great today, Scott. I hope everybody out there is as well. It's just a bright, shiny a uh, little bit cool morning, but we are approaching the middle of December, so happy holidays to everyone. I hope everyone is just way far ahead of me, because I spent my holiday working on putting up the Christmas lights and getting things ready for the house and all that. You know, Christmas is probably my favorite holiday, but it's also the one that has the most chores you know, associated with it. it and, does. and that I don't appreciate. But everything <laughs> else about Christmas I do. And I hope everyone gets out and enjoys all the wonderful things that we have here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, the surrounding area to enjoy all the holiday activities with our family and friends. Now, are you one of those who puts up the Christmas lights on the outside of the house? Uh, yeah, I do. So um, Saturday, I was working on the lighted candy canes around the walkway to the house. And uh, of course, I was missing some of those anchors that hold them in, and a couple were broken. And I hate to say it, but this might be the last season of the candy cane walk. And I don't know, maybe my, my neighbors are glad of that. They would like a change as well. Now, is it just me, or is it that... All decorations that are Christmas decorations, no matter what, every year you pull them out and they're going to be four or five, let's say, ornaments broken or lights out. It it just seems like with Christmas decorations, there's more broken pieces usually than any other season. Well, yeah, that's true. But you also have more things. That's right. You know, and uh, for some reason, they happen to all or most of them involve long cords that are easily tangled. You know, I don't know why somebody doesn't come out with a quick, easy way to wrap all your strings of light so that they never get tangled. But uh, yeah, and don't you hate it when one of your favorite ornaments, you find it, it's broken or you're hanging it up and somehow it slips down and hits the ground. But uh, that's why it's always good to put up that, uh, that Christmas tree blanket first before you start hanging up the ornaments so you got something soft maybe that it can land on. That, that's right. And, you know, Christmas is one of those holidays that it involves a lot of uh, scenery. And if you don't have good vision, then it can kind of spoil some of the fond memories. Well, that was a pretty good transition there, Scott. Good job. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So talking about eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, there's so much to see, right? So many lights. Uh, you know, one of my favorite places going to the Opry Mills Hotel. Doesn't that have uh, wonderful Christmas decorations and uh, so much to see there? And we got our own lights now, right? That, Just down right. the road from here. I always try to get in there. It's always packed. But uh, yeah, there's great things to do and see, and all the kids have things to go to as well. But, you know, wouldn't it be better? to uh, see their faces, enjoy all the pretty colors and everything of the lights of the season. So that's, you know what, that's a great Christmas present. You can get your family, someone you care about, someone who you know you needs it, you know, 
pay for their copay, which isn't much, right? Yeah. To go to see the doctor if they've got insurance. And uh, most people do for that now these days. And, uh, or maybe, you know what, maybe they just need someone to drive them to the doctor or to the eye doctor, maybe to get some new glasses, get them fit, get them fixed if they're broken, what have you, or maybe they haven't had an eye exam for a while. Maybe you've got a loved one and you're like, uh, hey, honey, let's go out tonight, but I'll drive if that's all right with you, you know, because you know it's a little bit safer if you do that. You know, if you're having problems at night driving the car, you're getting glare from oncoming car headlights, chances are... You're either uh, having cataracts, and there's going to be about 4 million cataract surgeries done by the end of this year in the wow. U.S. alone. So it's, it's one of the top two surgeries done now. And then um, secondly, um, it could also be a dry eye problem. And, you know, we switched over. You know, to kind of not needing the AC or the heat much, to needing the heat full time now. And so that dries out the air, and you may feel your skin, your mouth, your nose, and your eyes get dry just as well. So use some um, supplemental artificial teardrops. If they don't take care of it, you're still having that foreign body, irritated, scratchy, gritty sensation. You know, come see us. We've got great things to help you have more moisture in your eyes. We already have a couple of questions here. And again, folks can text us at 615-893-1450. Before I ask the question here, it seems like so many problems arise from having dry eyes. Oh my gosh, yes. So, you know, if we talked about in the past, that air tear film interface on the front surface of your cornea, the front of your eye, that provides 70% the majority of the focusing power of your eye. The lens inside, which becomes a cataract, that provides the other 30%. It's kind of like a fine-tuning mechanism. But the most, the majority, is from that tear film on your cornea. So if you don't have a consistent, healthy tear film, then a dry eye problem affects your eyes. It affects your vision. It affects your comfort. It makes them look more red and tired and irritated and you get swelling around your eyes. All kinds of things that uh, don't bring about the holiday cheer of this season. So uh, treat a dry eye problem. We've got great treatments for it now. You know, I'd suggest everybody try some over-the-counter. And by that, I mean sustain, refresh, Theratears, Ivisia, those are probably the main four sold over the counter that you can trust. You know, you hear all these things in the news about uh, eye drops that are from places that are not made in the U.S. and they've given people, you know, serious corneal ulcers, serious problems that where they've lost their vision and they need serious long-term care surgeries to fix it. You know, stay with those brand names, spend a couple of bucks more, but try that first three times a day. If that doesn't take care of it and you're still having issues with it, then uh, come see us and we can take care of it. And we have great things now that can make it so much better for you. Here's our first question of the day. It says, let me scroll up. It says, what age should you take your child to the eye doctor? I know we've had that question on before, but what age should you Take your child to the eye doctor, I guess, for the first eye exam. Yeah, great. So, the, and the easy answer to it is if 
there's no eye diseases and no childhood eye diseases in the family. <clears throat> and the pediatrician has looked at the child. Everything looks uh, normal. Uh, say you, with your hand, just cover up one eye of your child and the other, and the eyes don't move. They still look straight. They can still see just fine. They can pick little things up off the carpet or the floor, all those kind of things they do. And chances are they're having normal development and they're doing well. And they probably don't need to see them till they're about four years old. But let's say you do have something that runs in the family and it's a childhood disease. Then you ought to take them as soon as possible and get it checked out by an ophthalmologist and just make sure that there isn't anything amiss there. There are things called amblyopia or strabismus. And there's some you can't tell, just the eye doctor has to look at it to find out. And if your child has that, time is vision. It has to be fixed before the age of six, or it can't be fixed ever again. And your child will suffer poor vision in that eye for the rest of their lives. And it's just not worth it. So anything like that, get your child examined as soon as possible and uh, by that, I, I mean uh, by the age one or sooner. Now, for a parent out there or a grandparent for that matter, are there certain things they should look for in, in their kids? Because if it's a one or two year old, you may not know right away if they have vision problems because maybe that's just how they've been since birth as far as you seeing them and how they interact. So is there anything you should be looking for? Yeah, and you know, they probably can't tell you till they're three or four, right? Yeah, they, they don't usually talk, you know, hey, mom, hey, dad, something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was your day at the office? That's right. That con those conversations aren't yeah. going on. But uh, you can ask them to pick up little things by or touch the tip of your finger, do little things like that uh, with one eye covered and the other eye covered. See, with both eyes open, one eye can take over and make up for the poor one. So don't use that as your test. You have to check each eye individually. But like I said, if it runs in the family, get it checked out as soon as possible. And if everything else is normal and the exams with pediatricians and everything else, then you probably wait till four or five years old, but certainly before they go to kindergarten. And, uh, you know, like so many things in life, just use common sense. And let's have uh, all questions. It be a potpourri category here on Jeopardy this morning. If you've got any questions about anything to do with eyes, contacts, glasses, dry eyes, some kind of surgery for your eyes, uh, glaucoma, macular degeneration, diabetes, cataracts, what have you, everything's open game. Maybe it's you, maybe someone in your family, maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's someone at church. Uh, we're more than happy to help with that and help with the education, and we love to talk about eyes. Let's take a phone call real quick here. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Dr. Craig McCabe. Hey, uh, good morning. This is uh, Roy. Hey, Roy. Hi. Uh, hey, Doctor. Uh, I, I was just calling in to uh, uh, share my experience. I uh, have just gone through uh, cataract and lens replacement surgery with Dr. McCabe. And uh, just a couple of things I wanted to share. That's great, Roy. Go ahead. Tell us what it was like before, during, and after the cataract surgery. Uh, so before, you know, I started... I, I, <clears throat> My vision, I'm, I'm 67 years old. Uh, 
I started wearing glasses about 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, my, my vision progressively had gotten worse or so I needed uh, more help. And then in my eye exam, my last eye exam, I found out that uh, I had cataracts developing. Uh, it started to, uh, my vision at night, especially while driving, you know, I just d- didn't want to drive at night. Like what are your uh, what were your symptoms, Roy? What did you notice? What was different about uh, your vision? Uh, after the surgery or before? Before. So before it was it was just uh, more dim. It, it's a little bit hard to describe, I guess. But did you I get the oncoming from oncoming car headlights? Did you get the typical glare and halos at night? Yes. Yes. Okay, and that's yeah. one of the standard symptoms everyone can relate to. If they're getting glare and halos from oncoming car headlights, or maybe they're riding in the passenger side, maybe they don't drive. Maybe it's just uh, they see the headlights or the street lights. but you had that, the vision was dim, right? You knew your vision wasn't as good as it should be or that you wanted it to be. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay, and then going yeah. through the surgery, how was that? You know, that's one of the reasons I wanted to call in uh, was uh, I don't think I'm alone in, in uh, having some some extreme or high anxiety about thinking about any sort of eye surgery or, or, or you know, that's just uh, it, 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 it makes me cringe to the point of I, I really uh, didn't want to do it um, when I but I, I came in at my older sister's recommendation uh who had gone through cataract surgery and, and lens replacement mm-hmm. and i didn't even know that she had done that until i was sharing my problems with her and uh she just was you know just so happy and 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 shared the information with me uh that that i, I decided to go ahead but i i went in and you know i discussed my anxiety uh with the uh, doctor with you and, and the team and uh, the comfort level that I got from that uh, and the simplicity of compared to, you know, the, the the scariest experience in the world that I imagined going mm-hmm. through eye surgery mm-hmm. and what it actually was, uh, was just basically go in uh, and take a nap and you wake up with cataract gone and and better vision uh with a couple of days of recovery mm-hmm. it was just uh, i was astounded about you know just how how simple the process was compared to what i had imagined it might be what what did you imagine so, it was going to be roy i don't know just 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 imagining laying there and someone cutting on your eye it's just Oof. i don't know and i've talked to other people that uh uh, well, my wife actually right now she still is is apprehensive about it, and you know she's mm-hmm. just found out she's starting to develop cataracts. But I don't know. It was just having any kind of surgery on the eye, and it just seemed like it would be extremely scary experience for me. And what was uh, your experience going through it now? I it was just it, it was so it was so simple and relaxing. I mean the the care that I received, and I think. Uh, I, I I got a little extra uh, care and calming uh, talks before, right before the surgery. That you know that helped with everyone. Uh, 
Yes. That I shared that anxiety with the first time, but it was just, it, it, it couldn't have been easier uh, or, or simple or, or less scary to go through. And, and, you know, it's one reason I wanted to share that if there's, if there's folks listening or considering that, uh, that have that kind of anxiety, it's just not, uh, <clears throat> it, it, it shouldn't be there. Yeah, and, Roy, and that and that's great. There are so many people that say, "Look, you can cut open my belly, you can cut on my legs, my arms, my face, but don't touch my eyes." You know, that's that's the thing that they're really, really nervous about. And uh, so many people now do have anxiety. Uh, so many, and uh, I'm just a big believer that when you have your eye surgery with me. I want to keep you as comfortable as possible. And I want it to really be a good experience for you. And uh, especially people that do have anxiety, have a lot of apprehension towards it. Boy, they need a lot more relaxing medicine than the person who doesn't. And uh, so, yeah, we try to provide that uh, both before, as you got some there just out in the preoperative area, and then, of course, a lot more to keep you comfortable in the OR. So yeah. I'm glad that was a good experience. I'm glad you related that to people because I know a lot of them have that hesitancy where they won't even go in to see the eye doctor because they know something's wrong and the doctor's probably going to tell them they need to have surgery. But, oh, no, I don't want anybody cutting on my eyes. And so they just let them get worse and worse. And then we'll have people come in. I don't want to get it done, but I had a car accident. And my wife says, I'm not allowed to drive a car anymore unless <laughs> I get my vision fixed. And so we don't want it to get to that bad of a situation where you could risk hurting yourself or others. So, yes, uh, that's great to hear. And what's your vision like now after you've been through it? Uh, it's, it's, I, I don't know if my vision's ever, ever been this good. Uh, I, I, I might be the exception. I don't know the statistics, but not needing glasses for, uh, for reading or for distance or for driving, uh, is such a relief for me because I'm, I'm a pretty active outdoors and in the workshop mm -hmm. in, in my retirement. And I spent so much time trying to fit safety glasses over my my regular glasses and getting my glasses scratched up and of course I still wear safety glasses but uh being able to to see more detailed parts if you're working on something and and I, I did want to say that also I, <clears throat> I even after the surgery I was still in the avoid driving at night mode and uh the wife and I recently we're on a trip and took longer than we thought, and I had to drive a couple hours at night. And I was just—it uh, was one of the biggest differences for me was my vision at night driving. Uh, it was—I yeah, I, I couldn't believe how much better I could see uh, driving driving at night. Well, that's I, great I news. That's great news. And I'll tell you, you can't drive across Murfreesboro very far before you see a car accident, right? And, uh, boy, uh, we really wish everyone would get out there, get good vision, take care of that, uh, protect themselves and others. And, uh, boy, it was so nice of you to call in, Roy, and tell everybody what it was like before, 
your apprehension, what's like to go through it, that it's nothing that they have to worry that much about. Of course, it's normal to worry about it. And uh, also, I was glad you said you're still wearing safety glasses, even though you don't need <laughs> regular glasses, because that's exactly right to everybody listening out there. And that's one of the, uh, and so thanks so much for calling in, Roy. And I wish you and your family and everyone there a wonderful holiday time. Hey, thank you. And, and the same to you. Thank you. So that was a great uh, story. I appreciate him uh, calling in about that. And, you know, just kind of the moral story is, if you know you're not seeing as well as you should, go in and get it taken care of. Lots of times it may be something else. And it may be something else important where if you take care of it ahead of time, you end up doing better in the long run and for the rest of your life as far as your vision goes. And your vision determines your performance in everything you do. So uh, thanks so much for calling in, and hopefully you will encourage others who may be quite apprehensive about it, which I think is really somewhat normal, to come in and get their eyes checked out and at least uh, talk about the options they have about making their vision better. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. Now, his office is at 122 Heritage Park Drive, again, in Murfreesboro. If you have a question, call in or text in 615-893-1450. Now, before we get to the next question, I'm curious, is that fear of going to the eye doctor, is it as high as that fear of going to the dentist like some people have? Because you always hear the, you know, the, the dentist fear i always hear people say i'm scared to go to the dentist i don't hear that a lot about the eye doctor though well it it depends right that's that's the answer you know um they once asked bob dole if he prefers boxers or or briefs and he says depends so (laughs) you know it depends on what we're talking about the situation so if um if you're going to the dentist and you're going to get a cavity filled, you know, it's just there's the stuff fear. splashes all your face and all that. But if you're going to get a root canal or something, then you know you're in for a few visits and it's not going to be as comfortable as you would like. But you got to get through it. You know, you got to get it done. So what we try to do at my office is, first of all, um, the, the exam is pretty much painless for everything we do. You get some numb and eye drops and the the... If you do need surgery for something, then we do try to make it as painless as possible. Now, it's not like you can't feel things, so I'll be honest. Like, we have excellent medicines that block pain, period. Excellent medicines block pain, period. No problem there. But we can't block pressure, so you're feeling things. So you feel some pressure. You may feel some cool fluid on your eye. We don't uh, put you completely asleep, so you don't get the tube down your throat and go on the ventilator. The cataract surgery is typically only 15 minutes. But we tr- do try to keep you kind of in a twilight state as comfortable as possible. And, and so you're, you're not going to feel any pain. You're going to do well with it. And hopefully you come through it like Roy and say, gosh, I can't believe I was so worried. And, but you also have to let your doctor know up front, whether it's eye surgery or anything else, if you have anxiety significant or apprehensive, and they'll give you some extra medicine to take care of it. And the time to start that is actually in the preoperative area to give it some time to be on board. And so let your doctor know that. Let your doctor know all these things. 
But yes, we can take care of it. Now, let's go to that question. So the next question is, it's about senior citizens and uh, is asking, when do senior citizens see the eye doctor less and is that determined by Medicare? So when do they see the eye doctor less? This sounds like a person who is tired of seeing their eye doctor. (laughs) I don't know how that could be. It must just be the best thing, the highlight of your day. No. So um, I would say when you have an issue with your eyes that is taken care of, and now you're just back on maintenance exams, which should probably be about once every year or two, If you have no active eye conditions, no family history of eye problems, and your last exam was just perfect, there you go. You know, even vision care insurances, they say you should get examined once a year. And that's what they let you uh, use your premium to spend money on with them is once a year. Now, as far as Medicare goes, again, it's once a year. And your medical insurance covers it. Now, they don't cover the glasses prescription or actual purchase of glasses unless you have a vision writer on your policy. And if you have one of those, VSP, IMED, there's a few others. If you have those, then they help pay for things. Uh, You just have to use that at a separate visit from your medical eye exam visit. But uh, that takes care of it. Now, if you have an ongoing problem, maybe you have macular degeneration, maybe you have glaucoma, maybe you have diabetic retinopathy, diabetes in your eyes, you've got a dry eye problem, blepharitis, you know, the list goes on. But those need to be seen at certain intervals. And it's always, you know, like I say on the show, a stitch in time saves nine ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. All those things your mom told you when you were young still apply today. And so we want to try to catch these things. You know, I have people that come in and they've got serious problems with their eyes. And I said, look, you missed your last three years of appointments. Did you move away? Or I said, no, I just, you know, I didn't, my eye wasn't hurting. I didn't have any problems. So I was fine. I need to come in. Now took, they got a big problem. A, that we should have vacation. taken care of yeah. two years ago. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, when you go to your regular doctor, do you know when you have high cholesterol? No. Do you know when you have high blood pressure? No. Do you know if your sodium's too low or too high? Eh, usually not. You know, if you have cancer starting? No. You don't know of any of these serious problems. You know what? Your doctor doesn't know either. You know how your doctor knows? He examines you. He does blood work. He does MRI or CAT scans. That's the way we figure things out. You certainly don't know if something's not hurting you that you're just fine. You know, cancer typically isn't painful till it's in its later stages. By then, you know, you should have been in five years ago. So take care of things when they're small and easy to take care of. And that's not when you have a problem. I mean, it's bad. Get your regular maintenance exams and uh, your doctor should be doing these, all your health maintenance checks and the normal blood work and such. And you'll catch problems at an early stage when they are less expensive, less time-consuming, less painful, and have a much better result when we catch them early. So I'm sorry to get on my soapbox there, but (laughs) 
you just don't know it. You can't say, oh, I'm fine. Wouldn't hurt me or whatever. You know, I'm fine. No, you got no clue. That's one of the silliest statements to make. And your doctors don't know either. And they've been to years and years and years of schooling. They have to do testing to figure these things out. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe of McCabe Vision Center in studio with us this morning. You can call us or text us if you have any eye-related questions. Again, call or text 615-893-1450. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll get an answer to this question here asking if insurance will cover this procedure. And I think this procedure is the one Roy was talking about, so they're curious if insurance will cover that mm. so we'll dive into that one when we come back i T- can't tough wait to questions. hear the answer i can't wait <laughs> i can't either I, I don't know who's going to give it though we're going to take a short break and we will be right back our number 615-893-1450 The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. There's so many things that you can do at Adams Place. My name is Carrie Shannon. I probably spend more time in the library or reading a book and that kind of thing. And I've never seen anything as good as Adams Place. And you feel like you're in a beautiful hotel and a very nice library. It's just a really beautiful place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices. Uh, Selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars, ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around. We have what you need. Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hey guys, this is Scott. You know, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone. I was one of them at one point, but I'm here to say you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I went to Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked and they specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatment. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed a weight gain, and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center's not a typical doctor's office where you have a long wait. Low T Center is literally concierge medicine exclusively for men, and they have affordable, convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. So there's no need to drive to the center for weekly visits. Right now, it's only 25 bucks to get your testosterone level tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the upper 40s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 26. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 24. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 849, you're listening to WGNS. And Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor, is in studio with us this morning to answer any questions you may have. You can call us or text us, 615-893-1450. So that last question, will insurance cover this procedure? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm thinking they're asking about the procedure that Roy called in to talk about. Yeah, the cataract surgery. So they cover everything about the basic cataract surgery, you know, assuming uh, you, you know, you've met your copay, your deductible, all those things. And then, yeah, they, absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's the number one or two um, of all the major surgeries paid for by Medicare. And it's covered by all other commercial supplemental, Medicare supplemental uh insurers as well so uh, that's usually not an issue at all the only things that they don't cover in the surgery is if you decide to get an upgrade for your vision so maybe uh you want to get an astigmatism correction and if you have astigmatism i highly recommend that you get that done because that will help you see better oftentimes better than glasses will, even though glasses will uh, reduce it as well. Um, having the astigmatism correction right there in your eye is the best place to give you the best vision. So getting that done is not covered by your insurance. And if you decide to upgrade to, like Roy had, the full range vision lenses, which help you see near, far, and in between without glasses, there's an additional cost for that as well. But here in the Murfreesboro, we're about uh, a third or half as much as it is if you go into Nashville. So you get a great deal here. So um, most things are. Uh, everything pretty much is for the standard surgery. But if you need some additional things to help you see better for the rest of your life, you'll have the option if you want to upgrade to those. But you don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, you can just wear uh, glasses full-time. But, you know, they cost money, too. And over time, uh, if you do the math, oftentimes it's less expensive to get it done at the surgery rather than to buy glasses and depend on glasses for the rest of your life. So when we talk about insurance covering a procedure, <laughs> is it a insurance that is specifically eye insurance or just regular old health insurance? So that's a great question. So there's these two different types now. We have uh, vision insurance and medical insurance. And they're not the same. They're different. Vision insurance only covers an, an average exam where you don't have any vision problems. You just want to get new glasses or contacts. And then medical insurance are for medical problems and dry eye is a medical problem, blepharitis, droopy eyelids, all these other things you may think, those are medical problems, not vision problems. So if you have those, that can go under your medical insurance, which will reimburse for just about everything, where vision insurance is just the exam and uh, helps to play for the supply of glasses and contacts. 
So completely different, and they can't be used on the same day. They have to be used on what's called different dates of service. So just as you keep that in mind, that tells you about it. But it's good that medical insurance does pay for cataract surgery, and as it is the number one or two of all major surgeries done in the U.S. today. Next question here is about a humidifier. It says, I try to fight the dryness in my house with a humidifier. Is this bad on my eyes or the eyes of my children? No, and I actually recommend to my patients that they use a humidifier, uh, especially in the wintertime when the relative humidity in your house, doing to have the heat on, takes that way down. Your skin will be better, your breathing will be better, your sleep at night will be better, and your eyes will appreciate it as well with a higher relative humidity. And, uh, you know, get a large one so you don't have to keep filling it up and get the ultrasonic cool mist rather than the heated steam kind. And you'll have uh, less issues with uh, mold and drips and other things like that. And uh, it's quite comfortable. So I recommend it. They really do help then. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I I guess I I did. It's been a long time since I've had a need for a humidifier. I just remember when I was a little kid having a humidifier in my room. That's the extent of my humidifier knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you have asthma as a child or any pulmonary problems? No, well, allergies. Allergies, okay. Uh, If we talk about people with allergies, you know, rugs and curtains are kind of uh, an enemy, and uh, vacuums and MERV filters for our cold air returns of 13 and higher, 13 and 14, are helpers, so they help to reduce the allergens. And, uh, you know, you just got to try to change your environment as much as you can because that's where you spend most of your time. So why not have it a place where you have less coughing, sneezing, and aggravation to your pulmonary system? And if your air is dry, you wake up with a dry mouth, your skin's getting dry, you got dry eyes, a humidifier absolutely helps. But put one in the bedroom. That's the room you spend the most time in, the bedroom and the master bath there. And then uh, maybe somewhere else in the house, and that'll pretty much take care of it. Now, this next question, you kind of answered or touched base on it a little bit when you answered the question about the insurance covering the procedure for the cataract issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was, this person says they have astigmatism. They're wanting to know if surgery can correct that. And like I said, you you touched base on it briefly. Absolutely. So there's... Two two types of astigmatism correction that we offer. One is called a corneal relaxing incision that is made for significant but lower amounts of astigmatism. Uh, That's a little partial thickness incision done on the side of the cornea that you don't use for vision, but it relaxes areas of the cornea that are too tightly curved and it assumes a more rounded surface. And when that surface is perfectly spherical like a beach ball or a basketball or something like that then you have no astigmatism but when it's curved different amounts in different directions that is astigmatism which results on different focal points on the back of your retina causing blurred vision so it's great to get that corrected now if you have high amounts moderate to high amounts of astigmatism you'll need a special astigmatism correcting lens implant that's put in at the time of cataract surgery, and that corrects the higher amounts. So depending on what you need, 
um, that's what you should get. And your doctor has all these answers and can discuss it with you. But make sure, make sure that you're discussing your astigmatism correction and your lens options with your cataract surgeon, not anyone else, with them, because they're the ones that are putting it in and they'll know what's best for you. And if you want to have the kind of vision uh, like we offer at our office where you can see in the distance up close and in between without glasses, you're going to need one of the new upgraded full range vision lenses. And this is a once in a lifetime choice. You can't go back a year or two later and say, hey, now I want to get the better lens implant. You know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have gotten the cheaper one. Then uh, you can't do that because it scars in place. And you can do it, but there's significantly more risk to it. So do it when there's hardly any risk. Get it done at the time of the initial cataract surgery, and you'll be glad you did. So if you don't have an insurance policy that's going to cover a surgery like the astigmatism surgery there. Um, so insurance how, how policies expensive? don't. Okay, so. Let's just, right there, they don't, period. They don't. They don't cover the full-range vision lens implant. They don't. That's not very nice of them. <laughs> they don't they don't cover for you to get rid of wrinkles you know they don't cover to make you look better Trip or to younger Florida to tan. yeah all those kind of things you know they don't cover those things they just cover the basic and, you know each year covering the basic gets more expensive but they do cover that and uh, we're glad they do but uh, they do cover dry eye treatment in the office so don't worry about that many more americans have that but uh you will have to pay the additional and most offices like mine have a payment plan if it's too much to spend at once but you'll you'll be glad you got it because you'll be seeing better definitely and uh, seeing better's always positive this time of year and we're pretty much already out of time but if anybody has any questions or if they want to set an appointment with you they can call your office yeah, absolutely. 615-904-9024. We're on the web and all the other applications at uh, McCabe Vision Center. You can uh, Google us and we would love to take care of you and your loved one's vision and give them the best possible vision and comfort possible for their eyes. Definitely. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe of McCabe Vision Center, our guest this morning. And you're listening to WGNS.